are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks on Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locks on Podcast Network, your team every day you're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24, down myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, for today's show, we've got Ben Kaspik of Locked on Giants today for part two. Continuing our conversation from last week, we talked about the MLB trade deadline, but specifically pertaining to the NL West. How does the West stack up after the trade deadline? We talked about Giants, Dodgers, and Padres moves, so... It's a jam-packed pod. Some of the numbers are a little bit outdated, but the conversation isn't. So it's a great pod you're going to want to listen to. But first, don't forget, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Now, let's jump right into the pod with Ben Kaspik of Locked On Giants. The Giants got their own LeBron, probably not as good, but Chris Bryant, he's there on the San Francisco Giants roster, and I absolutely love that move. Obviously, he's a you know a stud and MVP candidate, but I love the move because the Giants, like we've been talking a lot during our crossovers, Ben, they were kind of just like a land of misfit toys, a lot of you know complementary pieces, but no true superstar in the middle of that lineup. And then you add a Chris Bryant, I felt like that was the perfect piece, the missing piece to what they needed. And now you have all these nice pieces like a Crawford, a Posey, a, Yast- a Yastrzemski, they're all having like really good seasons. Yastrzemski, not as good, but Posey and Crawford having basically career years. Now you put a Chris Bryant in the middle of the lineup. Like how, how much of a difference do you think that makes to this Giants team? You know, I really do think it makes a big difference. It's, it's easy to say, it's a little cliche to say, but it makes a huge difference. And I think we saw that today as a perfect example. I mean, he carried them to this win. He led off that ninth inning today with a ringing double that just kind of woke everybody up in that Giants dugout. And then once they tied the game, he actually led off the 10th inning as well. And he also hit a double that that scored that go-ahead run, put himself in a good position to score. He didn't end up scoring, but it's huge. And I agree with you 100%. Like, they are the land of misfit toys a little bit. Posey and Crawford having star-level seasons, but they're kind of, you know, older and past their prime, you would think, although not performing like it. But to add a 29-year-old Chris Bryant, just just changes things a little bit from, from a, you know, they go from maybe a fairy tale kind of Cinderella story to actually giving them like a, like, Hey, we are legit. We are for real. We are going for this. We're not just some team that's on a magic carpet ride. We are good. And we're here to win some games. And, and I just think uh, also it plays into the possibility of bringing him back in future years. I think whenever you bring in, a player like this, it increases your chances of, of re-signing that player. 
And I think that there is mutual interest. It's basically been a love fest on both sides. He says he grew up a Barry Bonds fan, grew up a Giants fan. He's from Las Vegas. His parents were in town for this series because it's obviously close to Phoenix, relatively close. But anyway, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be huge and it remains to be seen exactly what the impact will be. But so far, I mean, it's been it's been a bit it's been a big impact. And he moves around. He moves around the field. So that plays into what the Giants do also. They're so versatile. Today, he started in center field. Later, was at third base. And he's also played corner outfield with the Giants so far. So it helps because they have a lot of moving parts. So he's a, he's a rare superstar who can move all around the diamond. It, it, it is pretty unusual. And, and he's, he's able to do it. Yeah, I think that's one of the most special things about him because, you know, I have him on my fantasy team and that's critical for my team. Third base, first base, outfield. He's just like this super utility guy that could put all over my lineup. And in real life, that's super important too. third base, first base, corner outfield. He played center today for the Giants, like having uh, (laughs) your, you know, MVP of your team being able to play almost every position on the diamond is pretty important uh, in in baseball. It's always better to have guys that could do multiple positions than one guy that just has to be cornered, you know, pigeonhole to one position or a guy that can only DH like a Giancarlo Stan. Sorry to call out Yankees fans, but yeah, the, the Giants have been incredible. It was a great move, but I felt well, one guy that I really want them to go get at the deadline. I don't know how close they were or how, you know, serious they were about doing it, but I thought they were a great destination for Max Scherzer. I felt like they needed a number two behind Kevin Gosman. Yes. Del Scafani and Wood and Webb. They're all having really good seasons, but I don't know how much you really trust them in a big postseason moment. So felt like a Gosman Scherzer one, two punch would have been very dominant in baseball, but instead he goes to the other NL West rival. So how close do you think the giants, if they, you know, how close do you think they were to getting Scherzer? If they were even serious, if, if they even were a serious suitor for him, I think they were a serious suitor for them, but it sounds like he was even, you know, if there was a second place team, it sounds like it was the Padres based on the reports that we saw, in, mm-hmm. including Ken Rosenthal saying basically that they were getting Scherzer. It's a done uh, deal. Poor Javier Reyes. Uh, not happy about that one. And I don't blame him, but I agree with you that I, I think Giants fans and myself included think that as good as the, the starters have been for the most part, and they've kind of been leaking oil a little bit. We, you saw it. Kevin got, or excuse me, Anthony DiScalfani and Alex Wood did not have great starts in this series in Arizona. But I agree with you. I mean, to add Max Scherzer to solidify the starting rotation, they even came out and said, like, if there was one area where they were focused on when it came to preparing for that deadline, it was starting pitcher. And they didn't come away with a single one. So it's a little bit odd to have said that and then to not come away with anyone but we have to remember too you can't make a team deal with you right if they had a better offer it's they're going to take the better offer they're not there to help you they're there to help themselves so the the package that the nationals got for scherzer i mean they had to add trey turner to get the package that they wanted and i don't think the giants either had that to give or were willing to give up that much nor did they have as much of a need for a Trey Turner. I think he, he kind of fits the Dodgers situation a little better currently with Corey Seager being a couple months away from free agency and Turner having that extra year of club control. So I don't think ultimately they were that close, but I do think they, they certainly were probably involved because 
how could you not be? I think he's the perfect piece for pretty much any team, but, you know, including the Giants. Ben and I will continue our conversation about the MLB trade deadline, but did you know Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action? Baseball season is in full swing and can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to the pod. What was your reaction when you saw the Dodgers blockbuster? Because I wasn't surprised to see Max Scherzer go to the Dodgers. I mean, they were going to be a team that was going to be in on, you know, all these big superstar players during the trade deadline. I knew he was probably going to go to a California team if if it wasn't you or the Dodgers or the Padres. He was going to go to one of those three teams most likely. But the name that really threw me off was Trey Turner because this guy's one of the best shortstops in baseball, obviously. But I didn't know he was on the market like that. I didn't really see his name linked to rumors or trade offers. Like I didn't know he was just available like that. So to think you could get a package of a first ballot hall of famer and, you know, a a superstar shortstop in his prime, I felt like the Dodgers just straight up robbed the Cubs or uh, excuse me, the nationals of of their two best players. Yeah. I mean, my reaction was, you know, I I was not shocked because the Dodgers have kind of done this before they, they're the big powerhouse bullies in this division, even though they're currently in second place, like they do stuff like this. They got Mookie bets and then immediately give them a 300, you know, million plus dollar deal and lock them up super long-term. So this is what they do. And we've, we've had to deal with it being in the NL West, but I had seen Trey Turner's name kind of floated out there as a possibility, but the fact that they pulled the trigger on it, I, I, I do think that you're right. That, this is a good deal for the Dodgers and not as good of a deal for the nationals. I think that, um, that, that kind of a return, you could almost justify it for Trey Turner alone. And cause Turner has that extra year of club control. He's kind of one of those assets that's most valued in the game, a star in his prime with club control. Who's under, you know, who's, who's kind of cost controlled as well. He's not making that much money. And to just kind of add in Max Scherzer, or either way you say it, to just kind of throw in Trey Turner, it was a really good deal for the Dodgers. And honestly, they're probably not going to feel the loss too much because there's, they have such a good development pipeline and uh, they're always able to kind of find and develop really good prospects. So I don't think they're going to miss Kiebert Ruiz that much. They have a star young shortstop in Will Smith. And then Josiah Gray, I, they've got a great rotation. So I think they're going to be okay without him too. So it, it does, it hurts. It hurts to see the rich get richer, but that's just, that's just how they do. 
Yeah, that's kind of the part that we leave out. Yes, the Dodgers have the money to go after all these players, but they also have the prospects and the developmental system to back it up as well. A team like the D-backs, they don't want to pay the money, but they also don't have the prospects to do it. They're considered one of the better farm systems in baseball, but every time we see those top prospects get elevated, that shine starts to come off because they don't usually play too well. All the young guys this year that have been, you know, the top five prospects in the D-backs organization, they kind of look lost up there at the plate or on the mound. So you got to give the credit to the Dodgers, despite, you know, having the biggest wallet in baseball, they also know how to build within, you know, their own system. And they have guys that are homegrown, like a, a Gavin Lux, a Will Smith, uh, a Julio Urias, Walker Bueller. Like they know how to produce studs out of their own system. And if more teams can do that, then you could be on the Dodgers level. Maybe you won't have the, the pocketbooks to, uh, you know, to match with them. But as long as you can build, a great farm system you're always going to have a chance to compete and be a really good roster so I think that's kind of the part that gets left out in most of these deals but if the Padres were able to pull off the deal for Scherzer maybe they don't get Trey Turner because I don't even know if the Padres thought Trey Turner was available but if they were just able to pull off the Scherzer deal how do you think that would have changed your perspective of the NL West. Obviously, you still might consider the Giants number one, but do you think maybe then the Padres, that puts them, you know, they're they're already considered, you know, a tier one team, but do you think that maybe gets them over the hump because they have been struggling and that rotation hasn't been as good recently. Sully Baseball, during our pod, he put me on. I had to go check you Darvish's numbers after the lockdown on the sticky stuff because He's been getting battered around, you know, the last month and a half, you know, ever since they, they've started to ban the sticky stuff. So how do you think your perspective would have changed on this NL West if it was the Giants getting Scherzer instead of the instead of the Dodgers? It would have changed it significantly because I think it would have felt legitimately like there's two teams that are on the Giants heels. And honestly, with the team getting Scherzer being the Dodgers, that to me almost made it made the Padres semi irrelevant i i may we may look back on this and and look at it as a freezing cold take but uh the the padres are now seven and a half back at the time of this recording and is it possible that they could that the giants could fall apart and the padres could catch up i think that it is but is it possible that the padres can do that and also surpass the dodgers it's just going to be really tough for them to overtake the Giants on this magical ride and overtake the Dodgers getting Scherzer because the Padres not getting him and the Dodgers getting him. It's like a double whammy. And, you know, the Padres are trailing the Giants by enough that even if they got Scherzer, you know, you would, you would feel them a little bit, you would be aware of them, but they've still got quite a bit of ground to make up. It's certainly ground that can be made up, but the fact that they didn't get him, you know, Blake Snell having the type of, season that he's having as well and i didn't realize that about darvish uh yeah i think that that it hurts the padres i talked to actually javier just the other day and we were talking about how i think that as much as it kind of hurt the giants to not get scherzer and that he went to the dodgers i think it hurt the padres like 10 times more Mm -hmm. because of what i said like now they have to that they're seven and a half back of the giants and they're also trailing the Dodgers who got Scherzer and they didn't. So yeah, it's they're they're probably looking at the wild card game at this point, would be how I see it. Ben and I will wrap up the pod, but 
With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will need. Winder, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, all right, all right, let's wrap up the pod. Dang, that would be tough, too, considering expectations coming into the season. But Darvish, in four of his last five starts, has given up at least four earned runs and hasn't been able to go deeper than six innings pitch in any of them. His ERA on June 27th after his start against the D-backs was 244. It's now 348. It's jumped a whole point Whoa. in the last uh, five starts. So this guy, got to check the numbers. Like He has not been the same guy since the sticky stuff pat down, it's not, we're not saying he's awful all of a sudden, but there, he doesn't look like the number one ace Cy Young guy. He was pre sticky stuff lockdown. So uh, I'm curious to see how this NLS stacks up. I still like what the Padres did, even though they didn't get Scherzer, of course, they still added Adam Frazier and all-star. They still added Daniel Hudson, which is, I think was an underrated move because he's been, you know, an electric closer all of a sudden in baseball, Jake Marisnik, um, that, that deal really didn't do anything for me. But if you had a power rank, the NLS moves at the trade deadline, how would you do it? Well, unfortunately, I do think the Scherzer and Turner deal ranks number one. I think it's number one in the game. That's a huge get for the Dodgers. Both of those players are huge gets, but to combine them, they definitely stole the show, I would say, at the trade deadline. But the number two move I would say in all of baseball also potentially is, is to me, Chris Bryant to the giants and the fact that they didn't really give up top prospects to get a player of his caliber. I think, you know, they waited it out. They, they, they landed Bryant in the last 10 minutes before the deadline. So I thought that was a really savvy move by the giants. Uh, and it, it, as we've talked about, it kind of changed the dynamic of their team. Um, if I had to say, the next, let's see, power ranking the moves in the NL West. I'm trying to just remember them all. Um, were there any others besides the uh, uh, Dodgers? Also got Danny Duffy. If you care about that, yeah, that wouldn't. Yeah, that one's okay. The Giants were rumored to be interested in him. He'll probably make an impact. I mean, knowing the Dodgers and knowing Duffy's got some some talent, so they'll probably get the most out of him as they usually do. But I mean, probably for me, the number three move would be Adam Frazier. Mm -hmm. We talked when we did our all-star show, he was my pick at the time to be the starting second baseman in the all-star game. And he, he ended up being the starting second baseman in the all-star game, but I didn't like that move as much as kind of the general consensus in maybe not the industry, but among fans, I think he's a little bit overrated actually. Oh, I like Uh, this take. 
Yeah, because it's all kind of batting average fueled. And if mm, if the average mind. on balls in play comes down, he's not he does not have a lot of power. He has very little power, actually. And in his career, I mean, I could pull up his number. I should pull up his numbers here to back this up. Do it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stall as I as I pull up the numbers here. But no worries. Yeah, let's see. So yeah, I mean his barrel rate and you know, barrels hard contact. Mm-hmm. generally in the air right so like damage type of contact 1.1% that's minuscule his career barrel rate 2.1% so almost none of the balls he puts in play are this like damaging type of contact so he's very very batting average dependent and the reason that's a concern for me is because he's running an average on balls in play that's 347 compared to a career average on balls in play that's only 312 so if you take away about 30 points there, the whole line kind of falls apart. And you're looking at his career numbers, which is more of a league average hitter, as opposed to what he's been this year, which has been about 20% above average by a number like weighted runs created plus. So in conclusion, I don't like that deal as much as, as some, um, when you, when people just look at, Oh, he's leading the league in batting average. The, just note, I mean, there's not a lot of power there and, I, I don't know. I just think it, it wasn't, they needed to get Scherzer in my opinion, if they wanted to really make noise in this division, given where they are in the standings. And so, you know, Javier Reyes, he'll tell you that he's, he's disappointed with the deadline that they had. Uh, Daniel Hudson is a good pickup for mm-hmm. them. I mean, the, the Padres historically just run out good bullpen seemingly every year. And he, you know, Hudson adds to that. But besides that, I mean, the D backs didn't do anything major right they traded eduardo escobar but they got like a 26 year old catcher in triple a that's never <laughs> caught a game in the big league level and they got back a dominican prospect who's 18 years old who's probably like eight years away from making it too so we'll see we traded joaquin soria for two players to be named later so we'll wait on Ugh. that package that's a tbd i'm gonna title this headline Ben Caspic rips the Padres. Do I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to snip up uh, you calling them irrelevant and saying Adam Frazier's overrated. <laughs> Send that to Javi. <laughs> we got some great little snippets in this pod, uh, in this pod right here. Uh, yeah, Padres definitely should have went after a starter. Uh, like we were saying, Joe Musgrove has been balling. Darvish is coming back to earth a little bit. Blake Snell. I don't know what's happened to Blake Snell, but that dude is a shell of himself right now. Denelson Lamette. It seems like it's going to be a lost season for him. He can never just get on the field. Chris Paddock is hurt too, and he wasn't good before he went out. So I'm more upset that teams, like we've been saying, didn't go after Merrill Kelly because I think there's like 10 contenders that could have used a Merrill Kelly in the rotation. Like Merrill Kelly, I think, is like top five in the National League in innings pitch. Like this dude has been going deep into ball games. He's the only D-back starter that can go deep into ball games. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And hopefully tomorrow we got Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres on the pod to discuss the series just a little bit, even though it'll be a couple days late. 
And we'll still probably talk to him about how it feels to lose Max Scherzer, even though you're so close, and probably ask him about those U Darvish numbers post-crackdown. So it's going to be a great pod, a fun pod. And as always, come back tomorrow for the best Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!